Mama said not to out. Boost. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another amazing episode on the Five Star Knockout Podcast with myself, Sean Rashid, here to talk more boxing for all you fans out there. And today we have an amazing guest for you, my brother. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself, but wherever you are, give a massive round of applause to my brother, Jide. Hey, hey Jide, how you doing? I am great. I'm fantastic. It's a Monday. My energy is A1. So, you know, <laughs> let's get it, man. Let's do our, my favourite topic, boxing. No, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Fantastic. And it's actually quite funny because I had to bring you on to the show because you are definitely one of the biggest trolls social media has ever met. <laughs> like, now it's so funny. It's even funny because... How we met on social through social media, I actually knew because I know your sister. Yeah, we were in college together, and um, I, I knew she had a brother and a sister, but I never actually met you personally. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember this, but our first interaction was because you saw one of my tweets. I don't think you knew who I was, and you was just trolling. <laughs> <laughs> So, so when I saw when I saw, I thinking, who's this guy? And so I must have um, looked at I saw I saw it. Oh, I know this guy. So um, I must have DM'd you and was talking in the DMs. And even though you're a massive troll, you're respectful. And that's one thing. Like no matter what, I'm always going to give you that rating because you do like to troll, you do like to banter. But at the same time, you've got enough respect. And yeah. me, I'm massive when it comes to respect. So um, since then we've got on and we just talk sports. I, I cuss you guys about Arsenal all the time. <laughs> and we, and definitely one of our topics today, I'm going to see a lot of back and forth because, yeah, we have spoken about our thoughts on these fighters. So, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Tell the people a bit about yourself, though, Jide. Yeah, so, um, yeah, as, as you said, so I'm a massive boxing fan. Um been fan of boxing since I could remember. Um, my day to day, just work working in financial services. A huge sports fan, as you said, um, massive Arsenal fan. And yeah, so I'm just like everyone else, trying to get through this lockdown. You know, <laughs> with, with, with the mental still intact. But yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm actually excited for this for this episode today. Hundred um, percent. I've got a lot of things to say. I've got a lot on my mind. That's nice. That's nice. And it's good that you mentioned that. You know, we are going through a lockdown again. You know, and it's important that we do do things that we love to keep us going, especially during. You know, with the mental with the mental state of mind intact. Mm. So definitely, we want to do what we love doing talking about boxing at the same time bring entertainment to the people to keep them occupied during the lockdown so definitely i kind of agree with you on that that it's just a very very important state and an important thing to get going so i've got a couple questions for you yeah like tell the people that when did you first start getting into boxing so i'll say the first ever boxing fight i ever saw I was really, really young. It was Tyson Holyfield 2. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I could just remember this because I remember I was in I was in Nige. 
Yeah. <laughs> my dad and my uncles were watching it, and I was just there, just watching. Um, I was just there with them in it because obviously I'm a, I'm a kid, I'm a beggar, and I want to be around my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and they started mocking, like, because uh, Tyson said, this you fight like Tyson, you fight like Tyson in Yoruba. And I yeah. started trying to like box like him as well, it? So mm-hmm, I'll say mm-hmm. that was that's my very, very first boxing memory. But then after, um, obviously, I can't, I can't, them times you can't watch live fights or anything like that. So, yeah, I'd say a few years went by, and then I saw um, the Roy Jones Jr. and um, Clinton Woods fight. This was in okay. like, 2002. And I was like, mm-hmm, oh, who's this guy? Like, this, yeah. this guy's amazing. Yeah. And then, obviously, this was the early stage of the internet was really like, was, was coming together. Yeah, so, yeah. I was start. I just went and started looking at highlights, like, and I was seeing all these knockouts. I'm like, wow, this. He became my favorite boxer. Like, Roy Jones Jr. got me into boxing. I, everything about him, his aura, everything. Mm-hmm. And then when he lost the Tava, I was like, damn. Oh man, that that. that. And it, I think they fought twice, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't just a fluke. No, it was. It was, a fluke. It was That was his bogeyman. Like that was that was his bogeyman. But to be fair, like looking back now, I feel like him coming from heavyweight and trying to lose and all going his back weight. Down, and, yeah, I, would have definitely. Yeah, he definitely wasn't the same after he went up to heavyweight and come back down. Yeah, I, I think that did impact him. But yeah, I, I, again, at this point, I don't know the intricacies of boxing. I just, of course, I just want my favorite fighter to win. So he won the yeah, first yeah. fight, MD, whatever, and he got knocked out the second fight. Now like, oh, this is dead. So, <laughs> so now, obviously, as a as a true bandwagoner, I was like, yeah. "Who's the who's my next guy?" Like, obviously, I still mm-hmm. had love for Roy Jones, but I'm thinking, "Who's the who's the next one?" So to jump on, yeah. So I'm I'm doing my research at this point. This is when I started like looking at Trinidad and De La Hoya, mm-hmm. um, really like understanding the the landscape of the boxing scene. And yeah. here comes Floyd Mayweather Junior. Obviously, he's yes. been about for a while mm-hmm. since, but. It was just perfect timing around this time was when yep. the Ricky Hatton fight mm-hmm. around, around that time was, was going to happen. Enough, that's the first Mayweather fight that I actually saw when it was like live. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was my first ever live Mayweather fight. Mm-hmm. And obviously beforehand, I knew about this guy and he was powerful power. I knew he was good, but this guy's skilled. Um, obviously, we had Khan coming up in the Olympics. Yeah. So, I, I was involved in boxing. I was I was a boxing fan, but again, I'm mm-hmm. still not what I was, why I am right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I remember in school, so all the <laughs> all the white kids were like, "Yeah, Fred Mayweather's gonna hit little little pity punches, and Ricky Hatton's gonna give him one." <laughs> <laughs> so listen, school school time, everyone's tribal in it. So it it literally yeah, yeah. became a, a black versus white thing. It's all good fit, but yeah, that's no. how. It, that's what yeah. it became. <laughs> of course, definitely, so, definitely. Yeah. So, did you think who did you think was going to win at the time? Oh, the, they yeah. gassed me, man. These guys gassed me to think um, Floyd would lose. I, I was like, there's no way this guy's losing. In my head, I was thinking, now nah, Floyd ain't losing to this guy. He's powerful <laughs> number one. But these, because obviously scoring Dagenham, so most of the yeah. most of the kids at the time were white as well. So they, they were literally telling like. They were convincing me, giving me the arguments why Floyd will yeah. lose. He's got mm-hmm. no power. He's a runner. I was like, damn, are these guys right? I'm, I'm, and I, I was like, watching Roy Jones highlights and watching Floyd highlights, and I'm just like, this ain't the same. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is not the same. 
But again, mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to ride with my guy. So I was like, you know, I don't care. Floyd's winning yeah. no matter what. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then he knocks him out. Mate, when I say mm-hmm. I was in school the next day, with the biggest grin on my face. <laughs> the big, I was such a prick. I feel like that was one of the first times I was really trolling. And yeah, and oh my, there, there was almost a fight because of it. It was, it was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. But... It was funny because I remember around the time because I didn't know much about Floyd Mayweather at that time. Obviously, I've heard of Ricky Hatton because obviously he was Brit British, and I think the media gassed me into thinking that yeah, Ricky Hatton's going to win this because yeah. I think at the time he had more fights, and he, obviously they were both undefeated. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, now nah, Ricky Hatton. He's gonna do him. Yeah. It was actually my dad. Bear in mind, my dad. My dad didn't even know me over. He's like, my dad's not really a boxing fan like that. He he, he only watched like the big ones sort of thing. Mm. And then, but he was like, nah, Mayweather's gonna win because he was on that um dancing thing. I think it was Strictly Come Dancing, the American version, or Dancing on Ice, yeah, or one of those yeah. shows. So he's like, no, he's a dancer. I think he's gonna win. So I said, okay, that's a good boy. We'll see in it. So obviously, we all know what happened. Mayweather comes with a knockout, and I was just like, rah. That's since then. I started watching all these fights. I watched every single fight live since then, and then I went back to watch a lot of his old stuff, mm. like his Corrales and the way he beat up. Um, what's my man's name? Oh, Arturo Gatti. Yeah, yeah. I, was, was, I was exactly the same. Really, that was I was exactly the same. Mm. After mm. that fight, mm. I went back. I was like, Nah, this guy. This is my guy. After yeah, after know about him. So I didn't. Yeah, like I watched the Corrales fight. Watched the. The La Jolla fight, the Gatti fight, Judah. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, this guy's on. This guy's on. Oh, this is a Judah fight. My gosh, when they came into the ring. Mm. Oh, and Flamel was like, yeah, I'm going to knock him out. I'm, gonna, I'm telling his dad, I'm going to knock him out now. I mean, he tried, but, you know, I think his hands were getting to him at them times. No, yeah. After after the, the Gatti flogging, I feel like his hands just deteriorated. And, yeah, yeah. yeah and he, and that's he where he made the switch yeah. from... Pretty boy Mayweather to money Mayweather in terms of his style. Yep, yep. And that's... question actually on Mayweather: on. Who do you think is the better fighter, money Mayweather or Pretty Boy Mayweather? Um, for me, I like I like offensive guys. Isn't it? Okay, so I I like Pretty Boy Floyd because he took risk. Money Mayweather yeah. is probably the smarter fighter. It's probably mm-hmm. the Ring before, yeah, yeah. Before I'd say before Canelo, because after Canelo, Pretty Boy Floyd is destroying him. I don't care what anyone says. But before <laughs> Canelo, so the gap between um, um Marquez and Canelo, yeah, I feel like that Mayweather would be very difficult for Pretty Boy Floyd to beat because even though Floyd's hands were brittle, if he needed to fight, it will fight you. Yeah, but because he he. He had the the ring generalship. He had the timing, the spacing, the the style, the fencing. He had it so patterned, and he always, mm-hmm. no matter who you fought, you knew how to slow down the pace. Yeah, it yeah. was just it was just difficult. But Pretty Boy Floyd, like I said, I like the offensive element. I like how he was defensively responsible while attacking. I like yeah. how he took risks, but he wasn't the best at slowing down fights. So, for example, when he fought, um, what's his name, Maidana. Um, not even my Dan or Corley. Okay. Yeah, Marcus yeah. Corley. Like, mm-hmm. that fight, also, yeah, Floyd was yeah. attacking him, but yeah. he, he was getting hit. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, was yeah. a, it was a fight. Yeah. It was a great fight, but that that um, Money Mayweather will never let that happen. Like, Corley yeah. would never do that to him. Definitely. When he fought, um, what's the other guy? Emmanuel Augustus as well. 
Like again, you won. I that didn't fight. see that fight. You know, I'm, I've been looking for that fight for ages because he said that because Emmanuel Augustus. For those who don't know, Emmanuel Augustus, he's known as the drunken boxer. He's like the weirdest. Yeah, I don't know how he passed his drunk test. I'll be honest with you because <laughs> <laughs> he's like if you if you want to laugh, watch Emmanuel Augustus on YouTube. Yeah. He's the he's a crazy guy when he fights yeah, yeah Floyd Mobile came to the conclusion and I guess I understand why to a degree but he said that that's the hardest fight he's ever had and I've been trying to look for it for ages I just couldn't find it no you should you should definitely look for it because basically that fight was Floyd was just trying to figure him out and mm. just kept trying to launch attacks and then it was just it was just awkward for it. Floyd won comfortably yeah <clears throat> but mm-hmm. it was like when um, Sugar Ray Leonard fought Floyd's dad he said yeah. That although he stopped Floyd's dad, he said that was his most awkward fight. Like mm-hmm. that was one of his hardest ever fights because the guy was so hard to figure out. And I feel like that was the same situation with um, Floyd Jr. and Emmanuel Augustus. Okay. But yeah, the point I'm trying to make here is although even when he was pretty boy Floyd, he still showed brilliance in terms of like understanding range and dict- and like understanding ring. He, he still he had that offensive instinct. And from yeah. Him, that, yeah. that that has always been appealing. That I mm-hmm. love that about him. Nah. No, that's fair. And just for those who are listening who might not necessarily know the difference, like Pretty Boy Floyd is like the early... It's like, I say Floyd Mayweather has two halves of his career. The early half where he was very aggressive, knocking guys out, really showing his more skill in terms of physical attributes. Whereas I'd say Money Mayweather is when he was more experienced, he was older... He had a few injuries with his hands, so he wasn't as offensive, but he was a defensive masterclass. And his ring generalship, where he's able to control the ring, the distance with an opponent, get his opponent into awkward positions, I think it was just, you know, his ring IQ is definitely up there with the best I've ever seen. You know, I know there's always a debate about whether Floyd's the greatest of all time in the welterweights, you know, even though I never saw him fight, but I've done enough research on Sugar Ray Robinson to confess that I think Sugar Ray Robinson is the greatest welterweight of all time. Mm. But, but I, I would admit I haven't seen him fight. I've just done a lot of research on him anyway. But, you know, Mayweather is definitely up there with his skill set. And I and, you know, I agree with you in the sense that should, um, Money Mayweather, he's not losing to anybody ever. I don't think he would ever lose a fight. Like, I, I I do think historically he does he has some bad matchups. Um, I think like I agree with you in terms of Mayweather's IQ. Personally, I feel he's probably got the highest IQ of any boxer of all time, like ever, mm. ever. Like I don't care who you bring, you can't yeah. show me anyone with the boxing IQ of Floyd mm-hmm. because the way he this just, is adjustments to me. Just, yeah, his adjustments, and, and that for me is is I is boxing IQ. Be yeah. able to adjust on the fly and mm-hmm. change how a fight is won. Absolutely, any yeah, he might be losing in the first half. He will make the right adjustments and he'll win. Like I remember, Bert was saying that like, they asked him, "How was it like fighting Floyd?" Mayweather? I remember that. Yeah, and I think I remember like, this that interview. But tell yeah. the people, <laughs> it was just like it's it's just crazy. It's, 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 we'll be looking at you. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be looking at you. The one and, that got oh, gone. So as I say, no, but I'm just like we will be looking at you, and then. He'll be doing the exact same thing you're doing. Like you move to the left, you move to the right, mm. you move to the right, you move to the right. It jabs, it wins, it, it jabs you, jabs to the body, takes a bit of air from you. Yeah, and it's just like it just makes you. It's like you become going to a trance, and then you start <laughs> fighting his fight. I'm, that description just let me not just basically explain 
how most of these guys fight Minerva. Like yeah. Sugar Ray Robinson, again, I, I think he's the GOAT. Like, mm-hmm. I always say, for me, if you want to be the greatest of all time, you've got to do stuff that the other guys have done or couldn't mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Like, for me, Ray Robinson done so much crazy-ish to, to surpass that. You, like, if Floyd went up and fought GGG, again, it's not an expectation. Yeah. But let's say he went up and fought GGG and beat GGG, then I would, I would say Floyd's the GOAT. Okay, yeah, but, yeah. But in terms of, like, yeah, it's yeah. Ray Robinson. But even Ray Robinson was not an adjuster. He was a rhythm fighter. He was mm. a boxer puncher. So yeah. you yeah. could train for him. He yeah. didn't adjust on the fly the way a Floyd Mayweather can just adjust to people. But when I said historically, I feel like he has some bad matchups. I would say people like um, Tommy Hearns. There's a reason why I feel mm. like he didn't fight, um, what's his name, Paul Williams. Just this six foot two, six foot three, rangy, yeah. Yeah. long jabs, power. I feel like they're a big, big problem for Floyd. And do you know what's funny, yeah? When people say that um, Mayweather duck fighters, they always name the wrong fighters that he ducked. Like, Paul Williams is someone you can say Mayweather ducked. Mm. But when people say stuff like, oh, he ducked Pacquiao, don't get me wrong. He didn't. uh, He did to a degree, but Pacquiao wasn't perfect in the whole negotiations of that. I I don't think, I personally don't think he ducked him at all. I, I feel like, we could have we could have got that fight at their prime. Fifty fifty was agreed. Everything was agreed. Floyd said, "Just <laughs> do your random drug test." Like, yeah, yeah, and that that's and it. that's the thing that I was saying. That's the bit that I'm kind of alluding to that Pacquiao wasn't perfect. I'm I'm just so upset we didn't get that fight in the prime. And I thought yeah. that Floyd would have stopped him. Everyone keeps telling me, "Oh no, no I really thought because that was pretty boy Floyd. That was at the tail end." That was at the tail yeah. of Pretty Boy Floyd. That was at the start of, of Money May. But he still had yeah. that dog in him that I feel like he was still athletically gifted enough to press the yeah. issue. Like, I agree with... And Pacquiao has been stopped quite yeah, a few times, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Like, it, it would be a crazy fight because that, that's due to Pacquiao. So Pacquiao would be... <laughs> Pacquiao would be on his Allegedly. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't want no lawsuits on my podcast. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly due to Pacquiao. The, guy, the guy's the only, only fight I know his head, head grew as he went up in weight. But, <laughs> but yeah, allegedly due to Pacquiao. The guy was mm. a phenom. But everyone, everyone forgets he always struggled against boxers. Marquez, no matter what drug yeah. he used, Marquez was always a tough fight for him. The first Morales mm-hmm. fight was a tough fight for him. He could yeah, be outboxed. Yeah. And this is Floyd Mayweather in his prime. He's yeah. 32 or 31 when yeah, they were negotiating. Yeah. God, like, he would have beaten Pacquiao from pillar to post, in my opinion. It would have been a great fight. Pacquiao would have had his moment. Pacquiao would have won many that rounds. Would... But that would have been a win for Floyd for me. But, yeah. Okay, no, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Um, I, I think Floyd would have won. I don't know. I, I couldn't. I, well, I didn't see him knocking him out. So, but I, I thought I thought it would have been a points decision if they did fight their prime. Mm-hmm. But it's one of them ones where it could. It would have been a difficult fight for Mayweather. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. an easy one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, because that time. Also, you have to depends if it was before. Was it before? We you know when they negotiation before he was it before he fought Margarito. What? When Pacquiao fought Margarito. What, they the, did the first negotiations? Yeah. No, I don't think so, no. I think the first negotiations was... Um, so, it was after Floyd beat Marquez. Who was um, Pacquiao fighting in times? I think he... Because... I think, he's, I'm not, I think he was after he beat Cotter. 
Okay, okay, okay. The reason why I made that point is because when he fought Margarito, who was massive compared to him, mm. but he gave him a beatdown. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's one of the biggest beatdowns I've seen in my life. But that fight took so much out of Pacquiao that, in my opinion, he wasn't the same again. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he, even though he battered Margarito, it took so much out of him. Like, having said that, when he fought um, the key firm in a couple of years... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> a couple of years later, I, I, I saw a new Pacquiao. I saw the rebirth of the of the previous Pacquiao that we saw. God, for me, that's Pacquiao what, that's... is one of the greatest fighters ever. You, you could even 100%. You could even argue he's had a better career than Floyd Mayweather. It's, it's not. It's not even a debate. He has. Yeah. yeah. Eight eight division world champion. Yeah. How can you go up eight eight different weight classes? Yeah. And he's definitely one of the best of all time. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know. And, and don't get me wrong, I love like Mayweather was definitely like was one of my favorite fighters of all time. If not, if he's not my favorite, he's definitely in the top three of my favorite. But I do recognize that there are some not flaws per se, but I do think this O is one of the biggest. Uh, this desire to remain undefeated has been one of the biggest drawbacks in boxing. Yeah, now, yeah. whenever somebody loses, they think their careers over. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, the the O thing definitely ruined the chances of the, the sport because guys try to follow the blueprint, right? So every generation, yeah. people try to follow what was successful before them. So after Tyson came along, you had a bunch of Tyson clones. So you had Tua, you had all these guys mm-hmm. who tried to fight like Tyson. Ike Ibrahim. Yeah, yeah. Can't forget Ike. <laughs> that guy was a beast. But you had you had all these, these Tyson clones. Then after mm-hmm. it was Roy Jones. Then you had a bunch of guys mm-hmm. who were like, fuck fundamentals. Let me just be an orthodox box from the outside mm-hmm. in athleticism. She had a bunch of Roy Jones clones. One of the most famous ones was even David Hay. So, and yeah. then Floyd Mayover was the most successful one. So he had a bunch of guys like, you know what? Let me tailor my career out like his. Let me mm-hmm. protect my record. Mm-hmm. To and it's just, it's just, I'm so disillusioned by boxing now because of that. It's it's really ruined mm. the sport. And because, like we said, a lot of guys follow. Um, money may they don't want to yeah. do the pretty boy Floyd work and this is and this is what people forget before there was money Mayweather there was pretty boy Mayweather and as much as money Mayweather is extremely flashy he's this and that his work rate is I think he's, he's levels with Cristiano Ronaldo when it comes to work rate yeah he's work I remember um Oh, what's the guy that I was talking about before? Zabduja. Zabduja. He was talking about um, a time when they were sparring, they were training together, they were sparring together. And then he'll be like, Mervil, wake up five o'clock every morning. Yo, let's go for a run. They're like, yo, we got sparring later. Yeah, let's go for a run. And it's like, come on, man. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. just I'm, go I'm, and do the run anyway. I remember Mervil saying one time he had a bad dream that he lost the fight and he just got up and just ran like five kilometers. Mm. he's he's a workaholic like his work ethic is crazy that's why so as much as yes some people can say he tried he protected his record one of the ways he protected his record was by training his socks off Mm -hmm. by working hard in the gym sparring like crazy to get to where he got to so i think people just want to kind of skip the process and try and get his results without his process. And it's just not going to happen. 
like people compare Tank Davis to him. You can't compare Tank Davis to him because Tank Davis doesn't work as hard as Mayweather. Like I don't think Mayweather ever went to a, a weigh-in and came with a weight. I might be wrong. But no, I, I um, no the only the only time he, he um, potentially missed weight was when he came back from Marquez. Like again, that can be allowed because he was out the ring for like eighteen months for two years. Yeah, and it was his first fight back, and it was just over. Then he had to basically take off all his clothes to make the to make the weight the the weight. Yeah, yeah. So, like when um, it comes yeah. to his profession, to his craft, he's got that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when all these people are trying to copy that blueprint, if you're going to copy it, copy it properly. At least put in the work. They don't but I do agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. People like to skip the process and try and get the same results. It's not never going to happen. Cool, cool. All right, so you kind of answer this kind of question. Actually, yeah, we'll move to the next one. Actually, let me ask you more directly. Who would you say were kind of like your favourite fighters growing up? I know you've mentioned quite a few of them. Yeah, so I said Roy Jones Jr. was the guy that got me into boxing. Floyd Mayer was my favourite fighter ever. Um, And um, apart from them two, I'd say I was a a big fan of, obviously, the, the aura around Tyson, although I do feel like he was over the years after doing my own research that is a bit overrated. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is, yeah? The reason why I laugh because I've been saying this for time. Tyson, my favourite heavyweight of all time. There's no if or maybe. Let me like completely clear. He's my favourite heavyweight of all time. But a massive but. Nobody can name a world-class fighter yeah. in their prime. Yeah, I always tell people that. People, people always get angry at me when I bring up that point. I'm like, bro, he's beat. He's beat. Like, I remember he's beat contenders, but he's not beat anyone. The, the, the creme de la creme. Yeah. When he fought somebody that's not afraid, he lost. Yeah, yeah. He lost. So, no, but I love him. I just won't put him in my top 10 heavyweights yeah, in terms of, you know, top 10 heavyweights of all time. But I, I still love Tyson. I used same. to do the haircut when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. That, that was my guy. Like, Damn, the funny aura, enough, the, man. The, the yeah. interviews, everything about him. Listen, Tyson was, Tyson was my guy, man. Even when he comes to the ring of no socks, bro. Why, why are you coming with no socks? <laughs> bro, he was just raw. It was just tribal. Yeah. I loved it, man. I loved it. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. loved it. You know, even, this might even surprise you. I liked, I was a David Hate fan. Like, he sold me with the talk. Okay. And like, because like, it was knocking guys out in Cruiserweight. Like yeah. I said, I've always been a guy. I love I love offensive guys. I like guys that knock people out. Like, I love all that. Which yeah. is weird when you find my favourite boxers are like, are more, more bo- guys. skillful. But, oh, yeah. But I, don't get me wrong, that's why I'm a big fan of Canelo. Like, I, I love guys that could do everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I was a fan of David Hayes because he was knocking guys out. And he sold me for the Klitschko thing. I, I, listen, I knew Klitschko was, was the favourite. But I was like, yeah. the guy was just talking so much crud. Was, I was like, he has, to, he has to beat him. He has I was like, listen, if, if, if Hay catches Klitschko, and remember, Hay was uh, the face of Fight Night. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The champion, Fight Night champion. champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the face of I'm Fight Night. So I, was like, I was sold on the guy. I was like, yeah, you know what? Hey, Hay's going to do it. Hay's going to do it. Also, he was one of my favorite fighters back in the day. Uh, I like David Hay. My issue was the fact that if you're going to talk, you better back it up. So when you're yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. and showing your toe... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I lost all everyone. I think everyone did. I lost all respect to him after that. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm sure everyone did. I, I was like, no, nah, I'm throwing this guy. 
like there's another thing as well. I remember when he was meant to fight Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, and the face-off that they'd done like on um on the Sky Sports show, I can't remember what it's called. And he was there talking, 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 and then he pulled out. Obviously, he got injured. But I'm like, after all that talk, bro, what's this? <laughs> I was so disappointed. Um, and I know people call him two weight world champion, winning the cruiserweight and the heavyweight. Well, I can't lie, that that heavyweight championship has a massive asterisk. Yeah, yeah. It was we thought value of a guy who fought nobody. You just basically kept the belt. It's not even that. It's more the fact that it's WBA regular. Yeah, yeah, I know it's the WBA regular, yeah. If it was the WBA super, yeah. fair enough. But that regular... Well, see, type, see, I mean, to be fair, it's not David Hayes' fault, uh, to be at the end of the day. It's no, not it's his fault. It's his fault. fault. He, he marketed it well. He still called himself... <laughs> he still calls himself a two-weight world champion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like well. the WBA... Listen, the alphabet organisations are ruining boxing, but that's oh, a, mate. that's a discussion for another day, I guess. But yep. they're, they're ruining the sport. They are completely mate, that's, ruining the sport. No, that's, that, was, that was my last episode where I spoke about my wish list for 2021. And even though it's never going to happen, but they need to get get rid of the WBA regular titles, get rid of the interim titles, get rid of the franchise titles, because there's no need for them. Yeah. yeah. Like, people talk about the heavyweight champions. There's technically three. <laughs> Just how bad it is. There's Tyson Fury, he's got the WBC. There's Anthony Joshua, he's got the WBA super. He's got the... Um, what has he got? He's got the IBF and the WBO, but then there's also a WBA regular champion. If I'm correct, I think it was Trevor Bryan that won just last week, Friday. He'd be um, not Manuel Shah. It's meant to fight Manuel Shah, but I don't think And there's another third champion because of the WBA and their stupid belts that they just have flying all over the... Now they really annoy me. They really annoy me. They really annoy me. Listen, they're ruining the sport. Like I've always said, I feel like boxing, every, every big sport needs a regulatory body whether we like it or not yeah it's just hard for boxing because boxing is so decentralized but football yeah. has fifa uefa you have some sort of body um mm-hmm. that that governs like, it that governs everything you can't yeah play outside of these rules mm-hmm. if boxing had that you wouldn't have this bullshit like I, I, it still annoys me that the wbo was legitimized they didn't need to do that <laughs> It did not need. It was the WBO was the IBO for years. It only became legitimized when Pacquiao came to the scene. It was just it was just mm. too but big. And why then, why is their IBO belt floating? About? That's what I'm saying. They're doing the same thing. And I, Throw that belt in the bin because Joshua is out here carrying on talking about them. Like yeah. I don't know what they're paying him on the back end because this is crazy. Bro, like we don't that, need that more belt. Needs to go in the bin. We don't need don't another government body. We don't need more belts, man. We just no, need we one central. We need like like they do with doping. One yeah. like big one body central organization that gives the that's, rules for all of them and tells them you have a belt. You can only have one have. belt each weight class. You can't have you can I the agree. only the only um possible exemption is interim. So let's say your champion yeah. is injured or whatnot. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. One belt. People don't realise that Povetkin is interim WBC champion. Yeah. Yeah. Povetkin <laughs> is interim WBC. Um, Why is there interim WBC champion when so, the WBC uh, champion is active? Someone, someone is WBC gold champion. 
someone is WBC franchise champ. Actually, the the WBC there's no franchise heavyweight champion yet. Yeah, yeah. So if Deontay Wilder beat Tyson Fury, he would they would have made him franchise champion. They wanted to make him franchise before that, but yeah. Deontay Wilder, the first. This is the only thing about him I respect. That he said, "Nah, what's the point yeah. of having a belt that I can't defend?" I yeah. respect that. Although Wait. he's always chatting shit, I respect <laughs> that. Wait, the light. Who's the lightweight WBC champion, please? No one knows. There's three men with that no belt. One knows. <laughs> no one knows because the WB. That's what I'm saying. If I was, they made um, a massive mess with that. If I was Haney, I'll throw the WBC belt away. There's no huh. point for it. I would throw right. it away because yours, the WBC are saying Teofimo's the, the undisputed. He's the franchise champion. But then when you create the franchise designation, you said it's not a belt that has to be defended. Yeah. So if it's not a belt that yeah, if it's not a belt that has to fight managers, it has to be defended. It's just a trinket. The other organizational bodies don't recognize the franchise champ, the franchise belt. Yeah. You're saying the franchise belt supersedes the WBC belt that everyone recognised. It's like, what? what is this mess? And so, yeah, they're, they're ruining the sport, man. And if Marisha Suleiman had respect for himself, he would order Teofimo Lopez to fight Devin Haney so that we yeah. can know who the WBC champion is. I don't think anybody yeah. will complain about that. Yeah, but he, he can't because the belt, they realise the body... the organizational bodies are realizing they're losing power. I love, I love the way Eddie Hearn's talking on all of them. I loved mm. it. I loved it. It's just showing that the the, the, the switch is happening. Like, and I feel like they, they know it's, it's long. Him, he said to them, listen, we're going to make this fight with or without you. It's up to you. Yeah. You're going to make it undisputed. Come through. Yeah. If you don't, chip that. Piss off. They all yeah. backed down. The WBO yeah, backed course. down and said, oh yeah, this is long still. All right, cool. We're going to order um." Second Joy Joyce to fight because they knew if you don't yeah. if you don't attach a name to this, other other fighters are gonna do the same. Yeah, like yeah. they don't need they don't need the belts. They don't need to pay three percent of their of their purses. Mm-hmm. The belts that mean nothing. They don't need. Yeah, them. yeah, and it's, yeah. it's gonna come. It's listen. If these organizations don't pattern up, they are going to lose the sport. And the it's just that what they're living off right now is lineage. They're living off history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're living off. And that's not going to last. Like, when the next generation come up and think, you know what, F this, man. I'm... Look at Ryan Garcia already. Ryan Garcia. The mm-hmm. WBC said, oh, you have to fight Haney. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll do what I want. Yeah. And they can't tell him to. They can't. <laughs> There's nothing they can do. They can't, they can't fight him. They can't yeah. move his ranking. Because it yeah. means nothing. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is why, for me, I hold the Ring Magazine and the Lineal Champions more important than the alphabet titles. Yeah. That's, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Because the, the lineage, you have to beat the man to, co- to collect his belt. Collect the belt. And, and the ring mag- the reason why I rate the ring magazines, because even though, yes, they've been bought by Golden Boy in the last couple of years, they're, usually, they're relatively quite neutral. And they usually give the ring magazine when the ranked number one and ranked number two fight each other. And then the winner takes all. Which brings to my next point. This year, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury for all the belts. Mm. It's most likely going to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to stop watching boxing. (laughs) 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 That is that real, man. There has to be a legitimate reason for this fight. As in, the pandemic 
God forbid, decided to go worse and they said, nope, we can't do any sport for the whole year. That would be the mm. only reason that's acceptable for this fight not to happen this year. Or if one of them agreed. But God forbid that no, none of those things happen. And those, that, that thing should happen this year. It's a two-fight deal, most likely. How do you yeah. see them both going? So, I'm not going to go here and cap. I got my bias towards AJ. But I've been saying, I feel like AJ to win, he needs to stop Fury and Fury on points. But you know what? I might, I'm going to, I'm going to um, take her back on that. I, I believe AJ can win on points. On this points? Might be, yeah, this might Whoa! be a mad take. I believe, I believe the first fight will win on points or late stoppage. The reason why I say that is AJ carries his power late. Number no. two, it is going like Fury's out here talking the most shit. I'm gonna stop him in two rounds. He's not gonna do that. He's already started coming up with excuses saying he hasn't fought anyone in a while. Um, he's rusty. He's already coming up with these excuses, which is I feel like people need to pay attention to that because that might be one of the reasons why these this fight might not happen. But anyway, um, we have to factor in Fury isn't going dependent. Fury's not going to come in light like he did against Wilder. So he's not going to box and move like he did. He can mm. still move as a 270 guy, yeah. but he's not moving like he moved as a 255 guy. It's just it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So because of that, he's going to leave opportunities for AJ. And the reason why I say AJ can beat him on points, again, it depends what Fury does. Don't get me wrong. I, ble- I believe AJ is better with his hands. Fury is better with his feet. Fury is better yeah. with judging distance. But Fury doesn't throw good counter punches. Fury doesn't throw punches correctly. Fury is slaps. It's like he slaps and he hits you, then he ties you up. AJ yeah. actually throws combinations on the inside. He throws uppercuts. He throws right hooks, left hooks, right straight. He counter punches. Mm-hmm. So if Fury, because of his weight, I believe he's going to end up in the pocket. He's going to have to fight AJ sometime in a fight. And because of that, I feel like those sort of rounds, AJ can win. Again, this is very dependent on AJ not gassing out. It's also dependent on AJ not not playing to Fury's game. Like, AJ has to fight his fight. Mm. But I believe this is going to be a very cagey fight. Both guys know all the marbles is on the line. None of them want to lose. So they're not going to... Fury's not going to attack AJ like he did Wilder. He did that because he knew... Wilder's number and knew yeah. what he needed to, yeah. do to beat Wilder. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't know what he needs to do to beat AJ. So all that talk about him stopping into round is not going to happen. So I, uh, yeah, so I do believe it's um it's going to be a cagey, cagey affair, mm-hmm. and AJ might win on points. But I will premise that with you never know. Fury is messing with Kinnahan and a couple big boys, so boy, he might not be able to win on points. But you never know. <laughs> you never know. You just never know. Please, but I, I, I believe the first fight. His points, and then the second fight, I believe AJ stops him. Okay, you know, yeah, because initially I thought, like I said, um, in my last episode, I thought AJ was gonna is gonna win by knockout. But the more I think about it, like either way, it's it's not gonna be. I, I don't have a conclusive like, yeah, this is definitely gonna happen. Like with yeah. the Wilder fight, and well, the first fight, I knew. Well, I thought, well, I was right, to be fair. Just the judges got it wrong. I said Tyson Fury will win. I was quite confident that he will win. And he won quite comfortably. He won quite comfortably, in my opinion. He won, like, at least nine rounds in that first fight. Yeah. Worst case, eight. Eight to four. 
But in the second one, I was even more convinced that Tyson Fury will win. I didn't think it was going to knock him out. All that talk of, yeah, I'm going to come put on him, I thought he was just chatting. But he did. And he, you know, even though it wasn't like a cold knockout, he bullied Deontay Wilder. But with this one, I could see it being so close. It's really like, if whoever I think is going to win, I'll put like a 51% to 49%. That's yeah. how tight it's going to be. It's not, it's not like it's like, yeah, Tyson Fury is definitely going to win. Andrew Joshua is definitely not. I have no idea. But the reason why I initially thought AJ will win, because I think AJ, because as I say, style makes fights. So Anthony Joshua's style is beautiful for him in terms of fighting Tyson Fury because of the way he is. However, the one thing that people keep misunderestimating, and we kind of spoke about this about um, Floyd Merver, Tyson Fury's history knowledge and ring IQ is second to none. I'm pretty sure Tyson Fury has watched every heavyweight fight in the history of boxing and studied them because he knows too much. The time I clocked Tyson Fury was when he fought... Um, the first match he saw him fight live was when he fought Klitschko. And I remember watching the, um, the face-off. You know, the gloves are off. And yeah. at the time, I didn't know too much about Tyson Fury. Who I, I just I saw his bo- um, press conference where he's coming in, like Batman fighting Joker. So I just thought this guy was some clown. I've seen a couple fights here and there of Tyson Fury, but I didn't study him at the time properly. Not as much as I know about him now. And I just thought, this guy's some kind of clown. But I didn't know he's got his opportunity. Yeah, let's fight Klitschko. But when he done the, blocks, the gloves are off, the way he was talking, I was like, no, this guy knows boxing. He's like, I know, you're, this, I know this is what you're going to do. And this is what I'm going to do to beat you. And the way he looked at him, I could tell this guy's serious. This guy means business. So I do think the press conferences are going to be so key. How Anthony Joshua responds to the, in this press conference, because Tyson Fury is a mastermind in getting to people's head. I, I generally think the reason why he won that second fight was against Deontay Wilder because he got into his head. Yep. Even in the first fight, he got to his head because you, you saw Deontay Wilder, he started wilding out at um, um, Gareth A. Davis and um, Radio Rahim. Till this day! <laughs> Till this day! <laughs> like, he was rattled. And and we've seen moments where Anthony Joshua got rattled in press conferences. We saw it when he was um, against Baby Miller. We saw it a little bit against um, Dominic Brazil. So if Deontay, um, Tyson Fury does get into AJ's head, I do think that's going to play a massive part into the fight. I'm, I'm, I'm still leaning towards AJ. But the more I think about it, I'm starting to swing towards Tyson Fury. Because, yeah. like you said, he's not going to do what he did to Deontay Wilder. He's too smart for that. Yep. He's far too smart to just jump. Because if he does that, that's the start I'm talking about. That's, a, that's perfect for AJ. At yep. the same time, AJ's weight, how he comes in is very, very key. He can't come in heavy. If he comes in like he did against Klitschko, he's going to gas out. Yep. He will gas out. And it, even even to the point that Tyson Fury might even knock him out because yeah. he's gassed rather than because of um, I think Tyson Fury's got the power to do so. Yeah. So those things are playing on my mind. I'm still sticking with AJ for now. But if I do think about it, more, the more I do think about it, I'm starting to lean towards Tyson Fury. But I, I mean, I've thought quite a few times already. 
But at the moment, the more I'm thinking about it is AJ will do it. I do think the first fight will be boring, but the second fight will be more explosive. In my yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the same way I feel. I feel like the first fight will be, be so cagey and so boring. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, the second fight will be the one that... It will be a chess match. Fireworks. Really see, really see fireworks in the second one. So again, I want AJ to be the first undisputed. I don't care what happens in the second one. Even if Fury beats him, my guy <laughs> was the first undisputed heavyweight since Lewis. I'll be happy with that. But, <laughs> but no, the, I do think Fury, though. I'm gonna say your same point. I was just gonna say the the Fury adjustment point is really really key. Yeah, is is so key. Um, I don't see AJ doesn't adjust that Fury. He adjusts. Mm-hmm but not the same way. Like, we've seen him adjust. So, for example, when he fought Povetkin, he was getting touched. Yeah. Then oh, he adjusted. Yeah. He, was, he was getting touched. Yeah, he, he, oh, was, he was taking punches. He was. He, was he doesn't need to move Povetkin his head. Back. That's it. Yeah, but I, it's, it's too late for him. Like, <laughs> it's too late. The, listen, Rob McCacken, good guy, but I feel like with AJ's athleticism and the physical gifts, if he had the right trainer, oh. this guy would have been unbelievable. Can you imagine AJ with Manny Stewart? Fam, imagine oh, that. Oh. It'll be, be Vladimir Klitschko 2.0 with, with more offensive Arsenal. It'll be like Dragon Ball Z. Remember the Androids when they <laughs> went sell? <laughs> Mate, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. If AJ had had a man like that. Yeah, but but yeah, um, I, I I still feel although Fury's really good at adjusting, he can be get to. He's not he's not Floyd. Like we've seen him, we've seen people get to him. He can be. Yeah, he can be. He can be. He can be get um can be attacked in it and and when when I always say that with the Klitschko fight so yeah um Klitschko like Fury just he, he, he didn't give Klitschko anything for like the 12 rounds but I feel like that was more Klitschko than Fury so for whatever reason Vlad didn't want to commit to attacking Fury because his game yeah. plan was exposed in the gloves are off <laughs> yeah yeah so he yeah. didn't know what to do but in the 12th round I always tell people watch that 12th round he got to Fury. He was landing punches. When he said, all or nothing, I need to knock this guy out, he was touching Fury. But I, I always tell people. If I'm correct, I think, was it the 11th, it might have been the 11th round, where Vlad was in some weird position. He turned round and boom, in his forehead. Yeah. Fury yeah. got him. Was that 11th or 12th round? I think that was 11th. Because 12th round, I remember it being a clear Vlad round. Like, okay. Vlad was just on his, on his ass, was just onto him. Fury tried to fight him back, but he just couldn't land. Like I said, he don't throw punches as correct as correctly. He just he just wasn't as effective. But but yeah, and and I feel like AJ, God willing, I hope the reason I don't, I just I just hope the these guys don't tell him not to attack. Mm. I just feel like AJ will attack. Like AJ is not gonna stand there and let Fury beat him at range like a five punch per round fight. I just don't. I can't. <laughs> picture that I just can't picture AJ just allowing that but then I see him rather if he does losing. attack and he's missing yeah it will look good for Fury but if he's attacking missing and he still catches him like one or one or two good shots yeah it matters it matters you got he's got to attack Fury he has yeah. to he, he cannot afford to play Fury's game, if he if he tries to box Fury nah. from range, he's done. Nah, he can't. He, he, he hasn't got the he hasn't got the leg work for it. He hasn't even got the um, Fury's got a longer reach, so that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the way I was as I was saying, for Fury to win, all he has to do is box boring. 
Yeah. Jab yeah. and hug, jab and hug, jab and hug. Yeah. 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 That's it. And then he'll win. And yeah. I think if he does that the first time, second what time is going to be more aggressive from AJ in the second fight. And if he gets careless being aggressive, he'll get clipped. So, yeah, no, it's going to be tight regardless. Because there's so many possibilities. There's so many possibilities. Like, like I said, the more I think about it, the more I can think, I can see Tyson Fury winning. And if Tyson Fury wins, funny enough, it was Tony O'Day that said this, but I thought about it the same as well. If Tyson Fury beats AJ, he has a, a rightful claim to being one of the greatest headweights of all time, in my opinion. I don't, I don't agree. How if can he beat AJ? If he beats AJ, he has a claim to be the best of this era. Yeah, that's he not even a claim. claim. He, he is the best of it. If he beats he is, AJ, he is, he's the best. Yeah. If he beats AJ, he's the best. The reason why I can't say he's one of the greatest of all time, if he is one of the greatest of all time, it will be low in my list because how can you be the greatest heavyweight and don't have one title defense? That means nothing, though. When people say, it someone does. else said this, I think it does, it does mean, no. mean something. The reason why? It means something. Defend your belt. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like, to, to compare yourself to the guys in the past, you have to have done what they have done. You can't, like, he was meant to rematch Vlad. I mean, technically, and, if yeah, he beats AJ, he does, he's defending yeah. the WBC. Okay, come on, man. That's not what we do. <laughs> oh, let's not do that. Come on, man. Come on. That's <laughs> for me, for me, yeah, for me, if, if Fury beats AJ twice, mm-hmm. he's already, he goes down as the best of his era, hands down. And he's he's gonna he's, he's, he has a claim, I guess, in people's eyes, he's one of the best. But for him, his ambition is lofty. He wants to be the greatest. He wants to be seen as a top five heavyweight. To become that, but do, he has to now beat the the ones after. He has to yeah. he has to clear out. I mean, he probably will. I mean, and I think I'm thinking you won't, ahead. You won't, you won't. But the reason the reason why I say it anyway is because the people that AJ has defended his belts against, which of them is beating Tyson Fury? Uh, None of them. But the problem with that is we can't use. Obviously, we know Styles make fights. Obviously, yeah. Like, like for example, Otto Wallen got into Fury. He was hitting Fury. Although Fury was winning those rounds, he was hurt. He was hitting Fury more than anyone else's. Yeah, but it wasn't enough to win the fight. Otto Wallen's a dead boxer. Yeah, but he's a dead boxer. Yeah, but we don't like. But we know Tyson Fury fights rubbish when he fights rubbish guys. Unless he's trying to but show off. I, I don't. I can't lie. I don't. I don't take that excuse with him. I hate when people say stuff <laughs> like that. Like, why? Based on what? So when he fought, um, I, I do agree. When he sees someone as a threat, he, he ups he his, ups game, his but, game. Think about his best performances of being against the best fighters that he's fought. Yeah, yeah, that is that is true, but it's also the styles of the guys he's fought. <laughs> like, I can't see anyone that. AJ has beaten. I mean, that AJ has fought. That's beaten Tyson Fury. That can beat. And, and the same. Listen, for- that is a, that is, that is fair. But we don't you don't get points for what ifs. Like I could say, most guys that Lennox Lewis Lennox Lewis beat, um, Riddick Bowe would have beat. But you don't give Riddick Bowe credit for not fighting them. Which is fair. But the reason why. Um, but then it's a different. Yeah, in that in that argument. But we wouldn't put Riddick Bowe in the same category as top ten of all time. You won't, but if Riddick both fought these guys, you would. That's my, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like well, you still yeah. have to, you still you still have to have. If it, like, for example, Tyson. Okay, please say I'll put Riddick Bow. If he has, if he has, if Riddick Bow had fought Lennox Lewis and beaten him, mm. I'll throw him in the top mm-hmm. ten. 
There we go. Because he's done two things. He's, but if, if Riddick Bowe never fought um, all the guys, like if he never fought Holyfield, if he never fought all these guys and only fought Lewis, would you put him top 10? No, no, but the difference is like Tyson Fury has beaten good guys. It's not like to say he just, he done like a, um, my guy that rest in, rest in peace to the guy that, um, Leon Spinks. It's not like he, he done a Leon Spinks and beat Muhammad Ali and beat no one else. Tyson Fury is beating the best in this era. He beat 10-year yeah. ten, ten reigning champion, um, yeah. Klitschko. He beat Wilder, who's he was undefeated in like 40 fights. Over, overrated Wilder. Overrated. Listen, he's, regardless, he's got 10 title defences of the WBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat... Yeah. No, no, no. If... I, I agree. If he beats Agent... No, don't get me wrong. I agree. He's, he's the top... Fury's resume is very top-heavy. Yeah. If he beats AJ twice, and he's the first guy to beat Klitschko in 10 years, first guy to beat Wilder, and first guy to be undisputed since Lewis. Those are all of fame sort of like yeah. stuff in it. So he can he can claim to be an, in, in the Hall of Fame. Mm. But there's Hall of Fame and then there's top five heavyweight. For me, for him to be a top five heavyweight, he needs to have that. Plus he needs to dust off like all the best contenders. <sighs> Beat Dillian White again. I think he wins. Yeah. Again, beat him. Just put Until his name on your yeah. resume. Beat Usyk. Um, beat the up the next coming. So Tony Yoka, super heavyweight world champion, um, gold medalist. He's looking like he's 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 gonna be knocking soon. Mm. Beat him, Gassier. Beat him. If he beats these guys, then yeah, Fury's one of the greatest boxers ever. It's one of the greatest heavyweights. Sorry, um, six foot nine moves like a like a lightweight. Never seen that before. It's crazy. I would, I would listen. I, I still already feel like Fury's the got the best boxing brain in the heavyweight. Division. Yeah, definitely. I still have him as a. I, I understand people having him as a favorite against AJ, but for you to be the person you claim you want, you are the Gypsy King, the best box um, heavyweight ever. You need to do some more stuff than just be AJ. For me. I, 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 no, I, I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I'm just thinking the way I'm thinking with his resume that like he says top heavy, very top heavy, those achievements alone, you're you're at least knocking on the door of the conversation for me. I'm not saying he's the best of all time, but he's at least in that conversation, in my humble opinion. Yeah, no, 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 it makes sense. Like if you if you look at who the best are and some of the guys people point their top fives, like if you look at who they beat and just think, mm, come on, mate. <laughs> But I, I, I fully, I fully get, it. I fully get. It. I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, I no, I get that. Like, because Muhammad Ali is definitely the greatest of all time. And yeah. just look at this, you know, the guys he's beaten. The guys he's beaten are in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Which is, which is yeah. why. But that's what I'm saying. That that era, that seventies and eighties, seventies era, it was so stacked of guys yeah. for each other. This is why people respect that era yeah. so much because these guys mm-hmm, fought each mm-hmm. other. There was no, um, you can't give me 50 million in a yeah. contract. Like, no, that yeah. shit. No, yeah. that shit. It was yeah. get in a ring, man. Yeah. Let's get this yeah. cracking. Oh, I missed, I missed. I wasn't there to watch it, but if only, if only, that you know what I mean? mentality. if only, if only. And oh, man, no. It brings on to another conversation, but I'm never going to go there. I'm never going to go there because I was, I'm, I, I'll actually break down in tears if I think if I talk about it too much. And that's Errol Spence and Terence Crawford. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think that fight's ever going to happen. 
I genuinely think it's not going to happen. I would love for it to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to have to leave it there because I'll start crying. But no, this comes to the end of a great, great episode. I hope you've all enjoyed it. I've definitely enjoyed speaking to my brother, Jide. You know, Jide's also got his own podcast, boxing podcast. Plug plug the thing, bro. Yeah, so that's Ringside Fracas. Um, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music. Apple, I'm sorry, I say Apple Music. <laughs> we're Apple Podcasts as well. So yeah, give that a follow. Um, yeah, we, we, we're moving up. So hopefully both our podcasts Fly up in the This, is it. this huh? is it. Definitely follow him on social media. The follow is it the ringside fracas. Yeah, ringside follow that on fracas. Twitter, follow that on Instagram. You know, plug it, share your friends, share your family. But we hope you've had a great time listening to this. Take care and God bless you all.